Welcome to the Credit Union Roundtable, a show about everything credit unions. Now, here's your host, Walter Laskos. Welcome to Credit Union Roundtable. I'm Walt Laskos, your host, and I'm very happy that you're able to join us today for our special program. We're talking about credit unions and the kind of value that credit unions bring to the financial services marketplace. You know, credit unions are more than just uh, financial services. Uh, They are also really engaged in the community, and I think that's what makes credit unions really different. It's because of their cooperative business model uh, that they espouse a a variety of uh, principles and values that distinguishes them. And one of those values that credit unions espouse is giving back to the community, social responsibility. And in today's program, we are going to discuss the different ways that credit unions in each of the four states uh, that belong to uh, to our association, our trade association. Uh, we're going to discuss how each of them support a state charity. And we'll begin with Massachusetts. And I'm so happy to have with me today uh, the executive director of the Coalition for the Homeless in Massachusetts, Robin Frost, and also Paul Morata, who's the chair of the Social Responsibility Committee of the Massachusetts Credit Unions. And welcome. Welcome to Credit Union Roundtable. Thank you, Walter. Uh, thank, thank you for you, having us. Well, Robin, let's start with you. Let's let's tell folks first, what is the Massachusetts Coalition for the Homeless? Well, the Massachusetts Coalition for the Homeless is a statewide organization working on prevention and those that are currently homeless and helping them get reattained housing. Okay, and, and from the different programs that you would offer, uh, tell us a little bit about that, too. Well, let me just start with the one that the credit unions really have put on the map, mm-hmm. and then it goes right with what you said earlier. It's all the cooperation and really paying attention to their neighborhoods, and that's the Bed for Every Child, which really works on getting children who are growing up in poverty a new bed of their own, which is not the first thing you think of when you think of childhood poverty. But the reality is a bed is expensive, and for a parent or parents who work and working, you know, at mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to keep the roof over their head, it's tough. And so there's thousands of kids out there you, without a so, bed. So really, th- so do you find that in Massachusetts there are thousands of kids that do not have their own bed? So what, are they sleeping on the floor? or what? Well, the first find? thing that's really important to know is that one in eight children are growing up in poverty. So the, again, like I said, parents yeah, have to make tough correct. choices. And you would think that Massachusetts, oh, we're rich. We have, there's a lot of you know wealth, but obviously there's not quite that case. Well, right. exactly. The rents are high. And we're absolutely living in one of the best states in the nation. There's no question about it. And for that, we have a lot of people, such as credit unions, who have big hearts in making sure that all kids have a place to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So what actually is this build-a-bed program that that you do? Well, you know, Paul actually helped make this happen. (laughs) Uh, So I almost feel like turning it over to him. But what happens is we get about 200 requests a month of kids who are in need from Springfield all the way down the Cape. And so we had to get kind of how could we build or get beds? in a cost-effective way. And so what we did was designed a bed, and then mm-hmm. we have teams of sponsored groups of people who come and build beds either at their location or they can come to our warehouse in Lynn. So we're talking with Robin Frost, who's the executive director of the Massachusetts Coalition for the Homeless, and uh, also one of the uh, the leaders of a program that's called Build a Bed. And, and also in studio with us is Paul Morata, who's the, uh, the chair of the Social Responsibility Committee for the Credit Unions of Massachusetts. And Paul, when you talk about credit unions and a big heart um, as representative of all the credit unions in Massachusetts, um, why is it that you all are raising funds and and doing what you're doing to support a a build a bed for for every child? Well, first and foremost, Walter, um, 
Uh, the credit unions were built on the premise of people helping people. And we, we've really embraced that concept in Massachusetts. And that's why we're, we're working so closely with the Massachusetts Coalition for the Homeless. Uh, we've been working with them for quite a period, uh, quite a long time now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm happy to report uh, since 1999 to 2019, uh, we've given over $2 million wow. to the coalition. That, that's and so impressive. That's, a, that's a, an attestment to the, all the credit unions in Massachusetts. And mm-hmm. um, ever since we started this Bed for Every Child initiative, it's taken off like a rocket ship. I have to tell you that, um, as Robin said, we're building beds uh, out in Western Massachusetts and out in Springfield. Uh, we've, we've built beds out in Amherst with the, with the Amherst UMass College uh, football mm-hmm. team. Uh, we've built beds in Lowell at the Junior ROTC program. We've built beds um, at Hanscom Air Force Base. Uh, down the South Shore, we've, we're in Quincy. Uh, Fall River, we've built beds uh, in Boston and Chelsea. So we've had bed build projects uh, all over the state. And so uh, I'm very proud of w- what the Massachusetts credit unions are doing. And they've stepped up to the plate to help this uh, initiative. So so really then the, the credit unions yourself and the other members that are part of the Social Responsibility Committee really spearhead the effort then to, to bring these teams together that actually... I mean, we're talking physically, you know, get the lumber, get the saw, the hammers, and, and actually build the beds, right? Well, we do, you know, and, and, and Robin's team is great. You know, Robin's team brings the, the whole uh, beds uh, to us in pieces, of course, and we have to put them together. And, uh, and, and it's a self, it's a, it's a, a, the, the project, um, she brings all the tools necessary and we and we we provide the labor. And, and, and you have you have your little tool aprons too, do we you? We have tool aprons and, um, and you know, and, and everyone that, that's done it, uh, at the end of the day, uh, comes finishes with with great pride, mm-hmm. knowing that we've done something great, and we know that these beds are going to stay local. They're going to stay local in the area where we build them, and also, you know, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You feel a sense that you've provided something back to society, given a child a chance to, to, to for the gift of sleep, number one, yeah. but also giving them a chance to excel in school, and and that's what we're really trying to do is. Um, give this child an opportunity because that's the essence of, that's where poverty starts. If these children drop out of school, the cycle mm-hmm. is just going to continue. So we think we're doing a great service to, to uh, society and to Massachusetts children. Oh, absolutely. So, Robin, I, I imagine that you must get a lot of uh, positive remarks back from the families or from the from the little kids that get these bids? Oh, there's no question. The kids are so excited. The parents are thrilled to be able to have a place to put their child to bed. And and it's just really cool to see a kid being able to lay down and have a place to dream big. Yeah, and I think like Paul was even saying earlier, that it is a profound difference because a child that has a good sleep is going to perform better in school the next day. And it, there's a whole cycle that really changes by, by doing this. Well, your body needs needs three things. It needs nutrition, it needs water, and it needs sleep. And the reality is that if you have a disrupted sleep pattern, the the child isn't able to concentrate. And Mm -hmm. there is many health factors to having a good night's sleep. And But like Paul said, we really started because of one simple request from an inner city school teacher who saw Mm -hmm. many of her students coming to school tired. And when she investigated, it was really because they didn't have beds of their own, or they were sleeping on an air mattress, or sleeping with siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is how it all launched seven years ago and just this past year alone over 2,229 beds were given out free of cost all across Massachusetts and that's all because of a lot of the support of the credit unions of Massachusetts oh there's no question there's absolutely no question I mean the heart of this project is 
really the credit unions who have embraced it. Uh, we were just like Paul rattled off a bunch of places. We were just in Fall River. Uh, we'll be up in Lowell again uh, where Paul will be sponsoring. So, so, it's so, great. so let me ask this then. Okay, to wrap it up, what uh, what's the target for 2020 for how many beds are you looking to uh, to build? Well, you know, oh my gosh. Well, we built 1,800 of those 2,000 plus beds last year. So I think it really is being able to build the full 2,000 plus beds. We're probably on target right now to giving away close to 2,500 beds. And Paul, credit unions are going to be there? Credit unions are going to be there. And I'm, I'm very, very proud of what Massachusetts credit unions have done and continue to do. And I can see this continuing to be bigger and bigger project. You know, everyone that's got involved in it has really embraced it. And, and, and we see... You know, because obviously, Robin. You know, the, the Robin needs money to mm-hmm. buy these 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 beds, and to have them delivered. You know, each bed costs a complete bed costs an average of two hundred and fifty dollars, and so we need we need funds obviously to yep. to to support these bed building projects. But I can see time and time again that the credit unions in Massachusetts, more and more credit unions are being involved, and more and more credit unions are doing projects for us, and so. It's a great team, a great partnership Perfect. we have with the Perfect. coalition, and, and we look forward to the future with, with great great enthusiasm yeah, for, to build more and more beds. Absolutely. And, and Robin, for more information, where can listeners go? So you can go to our website, which is abedforeverychild.org, and you can learn about the Build-A-Bed and how to get involved. But more importantly, if you know a child who needs a bed, there's a request form right there, and you can make that. Wonderful. Okay, Robin Frost, Executive Director of the Coalition for the Homeless, and Paul Murata with the uh, Chairman of the Social Responsibility Committee of Massachusetts Credit Unions. Thank you for being with us today. Appreciate it much. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. And when we come back, we're going to take you to Delaware, where our credit union roundtable reporter, Carol Anjou, will introduce us to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Delaware. But first, this break. You're listening to Credit Union Roundtable on the Better Values, Better Banking Media Network. This is the Credit Union Roundtable. If you're shopping around for the best deal, why settle for second best when you can have the very best? When it comes to banking, be sure to check out credit unions. Year after year, the American Customer Satisfaction Index ranks credit unions number one among all financial institutions for customer satisfaction. Maybe it's time to find out what you've been missing. Visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com and discover why credit unions can offer you a better banking experience. Studies show financial abuse can increase hopelessness and risk for depression. Experts say being financially exploited can deeply undermine a person's ability to trust others. This leads victims to withdraw and become isolated, making them more vulnerable to re-victimization. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. You've heard the saying, you get what you pay for. But how do you feel when you deposit your hard-earned cash and don't receive the kind of value in return that your money represents? With credit unions, you'll always get what you pay for because you're more than a customer. You're a member-owner. Maybe that's why credit unions are always rated number one in customer satisfaction. Credit unions deliver value, and that's why they will offer you a better banking experience. Better values, betterbanking.com. Definitions may vary, but elder financial abuse is generally considered financial exploitation. It involves stealing money or taking over assets without permission of a senior, age 60 or older. And it's usually perpetrated by a family member, caregiver, or another trusted person. 
Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. If you're shopping around for the best deal, why settle for second best when you can have the very best? When it comes to banking, be sure to check out credit unions. Year after year, the American Customer Satisfaction Index ranks credit unions number one among all financial institutions for customer satisfaction. Maybe it's time to find out what you've been missing? Visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com and discover why credit unions can offer you a better banking experience. With 1 in 20 seniors indicating some form of perceived financial mistreatment in the recent past, elder financial abuse is vastly underreported. Cognitive impairment and the need for help with daily living make seniors more vulnerable. Studies show 90% of abusers are family members or trusted caregivers. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. Learn more about credit unions anytime at BetterValuesBetterBanking.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Carol, and I'm coming to you from Wilmington, Delaware. And today we have with us Lindsay Nagowski, who is the Dexday Federal Credit Union's Marketing Specialist. And we also have Mary-Kate Benson, who is with the Boys and Girls Club of Delaware. Now, something that I find with corporations and and companies these days is the consumers like to know that they're getting more than just their money is being valued. So they like to see their companies that they deal with giving back to the communities. So um, Lindsay, can you tell us some of the ways that Dexday gives back to the communities? Yes, Carol, we try to be as involved in the community as possible. And we are always looking for new opportunities and ways to get involved. We, um, shop for meal ingredients and go and prepare and serve dinners at the Ronald McDonald House a few times a year. We do volunteer days at the Sunday Breakfast Mission, sorting their donations. We also do a turkey drive for them. We participate in a lot of fundraisers for the Children's Miracle Network. We actually recently started participating in this event called National Night Out, which promotes positive relationships between law enforcement and community. So we do that as well. We do um, a shred event every year at the Saturday after tax day. So people, our members and community can safely shred all their personal information. That's great. And I know a lot of um, credit unions, because they are so much tied to their communities, they, they sprang from their communities and they're tied to them. So a lot of them um, do contribute very heavily back to their local community. In, in Delaware, we also... Um, have what we call our charity of choice. And um, the credit unions in Delaware all decided to rally around the Boys and Girls Clubs of Delaware. And Lindsay, why did they kind of choose the Boys and Girls Club? Well, there's numerous clubs all throughout the state. So it's just worked out for us. We have credit unions all over the state. So everybody sort of has their local clubs. So really, as a whole, we can support them throughout the entire state because they sort of mirror with our credit unions that are all over the place and, and that's wonderful and mary kate i know that um like Lindsay said with having credit unions throughout the state there's probably um a club that's close that you know people can go and and work with and and uh, help with what kind of programs do you have that people could come and volunteer for 
Yeah, so we have a ton of different programs. Um, our main programming that we do at all of our clubs is child care. So that's kindergarten through about seventh grade. We do before and after care summer camp. Um, we always need people to come help with homework or if come run some different activities with the kids. They always enjoy whenever visitors come. Um, we also have some mentoring programs where people can come in and get matched with a student who attends the club and meet with them weekly and continue build a continuous relationship. We've had people come and coach basketball, uh, run business programs. So we do a little bit of everything. And if people have an idea of something they think that kids could benefit from, we're open and we could probably make it work. Helping with the homework. Now, is that something that they need to be like specifically trained for before they can come in and help? Uh, sometimes I know some people have challenges with math homework because they teach math a little bit differently these days oh, for than sure. they did <laughs> previously. But no, just being open um, and having being comfortable around kids is the main thing, and just being uh, positive and keeping the kids motivated. Because sometimes a lot of our kids might need some one-on-one help with their homework, and that's something that the staff's not always able to provide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when volunteers really step in. And if they stop, if the volunteer or the adult's not sure about how to figure it out, then they can work together to solve the problem. That's good. But what if, what if um, maybe the time frame? I'm thinking this is before and after school for most of the clubs. What if, what if people are, like, they're occupied at that point in time? Is there other kinds of events that they can get involved with to help the Boys and Girls Clubs, maybe on the weekend or something? Yeah, so we all... Definitely utilize volunteers for special events. Those can be used or in the evenings a lot um, or on weekends. This past weekend, we had some 5Ks at a couple of our clubs. There's some other 5Ks coming up in the spring that we um, definitely utilize volunteers for. Or if you have a group of 30 people and you want to come and do a maintenance project around the club, we can arrange that on a weekend. There's always something that needs to be done. So we're usually able to accommodate if people have some different needs with scheduling. Okay. Now, again, maintenance program, I'm thinking, do I need to know how to be a plumber? or something or is it just kind of general <laughs> nothing that specific unless that's a skill you have we can definitely <laughs> utilize it um no we utilize uh volunteer groups a lot to spread mulch that's something that needs to get done on our playgrounds every year um to make sure it stays at a safe uh height for the kids um do touch up painting around the club keep some of our clubs were built in the 50s and 60s so they need some ongoing maintenance to make sure they stay safe and bright environments for the kids stuff like that now you had mentioned the playground, and I know um, recently that um, we had a couple of credit unions that came together and helped with the playground in uh, Dover. Mm-hmm. So the Dover Club um, was our newest built club constructed three years ago, and they, when they were first built, they didn't have a playground for the kids, um, and they have over 200 kids there every afternoon. So as you can imagine, that's a lot of energy that needs to be run out and a lot of time that they should be outside um, that we weren't always able to provide for them. So through um, a program called Kaboom, it's a playground build program, and through community partnerships like that with the Dover Federal Credit Union, we were able to get the financial and volunteer support to build the playground. So now the kids have their afternoon outside playground time every day. Well, that's wonderful. Now, now, Lindsay, I know that um, Dex Day in particular has participated with some of the clubs up in the Newark area, and you guys, I mean, 
I know all of the credit unions came together and did like a supply closet drive. Mm-hmm. And that was like really our, the first kind of um, event that they had. They, they stocked the supply closet for the clubs with games and balls and things like that. But, but your credit union came together recently to do a couple other things for gathering some supplies for like something that people wouldn't normally consider to be much needed. Yes, we, we sort of just did like another supply drive again. We um, do a program called Skip-A-Pay. So you can skip your loan payment twice a year and there is a processing fee that goes along with that. So we took a portion of all of those processing fees back in June and decided that we wanted to do something for the boys and girls clubs with them. So we went out shopping, you know, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good time. We got first aid supplies, balls, outside sporting equipment, arts and crafts supplies, a whole bunch of games and things like that. And we actually went around to five different clubs in the area. Mary-Kate went around with Mm -hmm. us and got to interact with the kids and sort of see, it's great to see like the fruits of your labor, where it's really going and the reactions on the kids' faces are just something I'll always remember. So the kids were like really happy. I mean, even to get a a Band-Aid, I mean, they were happy to even get that, huh? (laughs) Oh, it was a great experience, yes. Yes. Because we have these drives and things like that, but you don't always get to see it come to fruition mm-hmm. and see where that is going. And be, to be able to see that just makes us want to do more. We also helped out at their end of summer party at the Frame Club. We were making some s'mores for snacks and things like that. We had a volunteer day there. So, yeah, we really look forward to continuing to support that's, the clubs. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. But, Mary-Kate, what, what's coming up in 2020 that, you know, maybe the credit unions might want to pick a specific project? and, and div- divert all their attention towards that or, you know, other people too. Yeah. So one thing that we're really working on is uh, workforce development is our new, not hot topic because it's all important, but there's more um, programs, things going with that. So part of that is financial literacy. So I think that's definitely a way we can partner. I know you guys, have, some credit unions have their own curriculums that they can come do. And we have um, one through Boys and Girls Club of America as well, that we always need experts to come in and um, help run those lessons for the kids. Uh, We're always looking for opportunities for our teens to interact with professionals as well um, and see some different options. So anything around that. Um, And there's always something. We always need people to come in and help with uh, some events, more end of summer parties, uh, things like that. Um, We're also at some of our clubs doing a birthday party program. They did a survey where um, something like 90% of the kids hadn't had like a real birthday party, like a big blowout type party. They may have like a cake or a present, but they didn't have their own birthday party. So once a month at some of our clubs, we're doing a birthday celebration for all the kids whose birthdays are that month. So right now we have it at two of our clubs. We're looking, we're going to be starting at one of our Sussex County clubs in January. Um, So always need sponsorship or volunteers for that as well. So there's always something. That's, (laughs) that's absolutely amazing. It, it, um, kind of tears tears my heart to hear that some of these kids you know haven't even had a birthday party uh and i'm glad that our volunteers you know are able to help the boys and girls clubs in taking that to them at that level so you know no matter how many people you can always find something to do at the boys and girls club they need the help they don't just need the (laughs) money they need the help there's 44 locations throughout the state so there's always something going on there you go for more information mary kate where can they go so most of our information and contact information can be on our website so that's www.bgclubs.org you have our club directory my contact information's on there there's volunteer applications it'll point you in the right direction That's wonderful. So get out there and look it up and get volunteering. So you've been listening to the Credit Union Roundtable on Better Values, Better Banking Media Network. We'll be back 
to the Credit Union Roundtable after this. You've heard the saying, you get what you pay for. But how do you feel when you deposit your hard-earned cash and don't receive the kind of value in return that your money represents? With credit unions, you'll always get what you pay for because you're more than a customer. You're a member owner. Maybe that's why credit unions are always rated number one in customer satisfaction. Credit unions deliver value, and that's why they will offer you a better banking experience. Learn more at bettervaluesbetterbanking.com. The number and complexity of reports involving elder financial abuse has grown significantly during the past decade. One in nine seniors reported being abused, neglected, or exploited in the past 12 months. Only one in 44 cases of financial abuse is ever reported. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. Are you looking to buy a new car and need a loan? Or looking to refinance your home? You should look at credit unions. Credit unions offer lower rates than their competitors. They also offer fewer and lower fees on checking accounts and credit cards, plus higher yields on savings. Credit unions return their profits back to you, the members. Go to BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to find the credit union in your community and discover what better banking with credit unions is all about. Almost 1 in 10 financial abuse victims will turn to Medicaid as a direct result of their own monies being stolen from them. Abused seniors are three times more likely to die. Elder abuse victims are four times more likely to go into a nursing home. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. Do you know what a credit union is? Credit unions are simply another way to do your banking. But credit unions offer some big differences. Credit unions are financial co-ops governed by business practices and values that are much different from other financial institutions. Did you also know credit unions return their profits back to you, the members? For those doing their banking at a credit union, that makes a big difference. Visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com and discover why credit unions can offer you a better banking experience. Studies suggest that between 3 and 5 million seniors fall victim to financial abuse each year. While one out of nine seniors falls victim, only one in 44 will ever report it. Financial abuse is costing the elderly approximately $36 billion each year. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. Now, back to the Credit Union Roundtable with Walter Laskos. Welcome back to Credit Union Roundtable. Uh, you may not know, but our program is presented and sponsored by the credit unions of Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Delaware. And in our program today, we are focusing on uh, each state charity. In each of those four states, the credit unions support a single charity. And now we're going to turn to Rhode Island, and we're going to talk to Dennis DeJesus, who is the CEO of Special Olympics Rhode Island, and that happens to be the the charity, I guess you could say, of choice for the credit unions of Rhode Island. Dennis, welcome to Credit Union Roundtable. Thank you, Walter. Good to be here. Let's, let's start off by filling folks in about, uh, that may not know, about uh, Special Olympics Rhode Island. What 
basically does your program or your, your whole organization entail? In, in well, the mission and vision of Special Olympics is of Rhode Island is to provide year-round training and athletic competition for over 4,000 athletes in our program. Gee. Every city and state in the state of Rhode Island are represented with athletes. Um, growth has been uh, incredible over the last 10 years. When I started in 2009, we had 2,400 athletes. We're at 4,000 and really going strong toward 5,000. Jeez, is that, so, is that just through like, in, in, how do you? You know, I think, I think a lot of it has how? to do with word of mouth. I think a lot of it has to do with visibility. I think a lot of it has to do with our corporate sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of factors come together that, that have developed, uh, that have brought about the growth uh, of our program. Um, but suffice it to say, Special Olympics Rhode Island is very, very unique in what we offer our athletes. It, it's all about uh, improving the quality of life for those that we serve. Mm-hmm. So whether it's through on or off the athletic fields, uh, we're there for our athletes and hopefully providing them with the, the self-confidence, the self-esteem that they need to achieve more in the life in their lifetime. Yep. You know, I've been down a number of times, obviously, to uh, with my involvement with the credit unions of Rhode Island and Special Olympics Rhode Island, and, and, and it is amazing. I mean, the uh, you know the, the the Special Olympians. I mean, my God, they, they eat it up. It, it's like you know you are providing something to them that I don't know if they could get it anywhere else. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, in Rhode Island, you know, we're very very unique. Um, and again, I, I think some of the, the myths that we have to uh, mm-hmm. get into right away. Number one, a lot of people will come to me and they say, I know what you do. You do those games down at the University of Rhode Island. And I have to say, well, we, we offer year-round athletic training and competition. There you, there you go. You're yeah. right. You're right. That's because, myth number one. Yeah. So we go January mm-hmm. right through December. We offer 20 sports. We offer uh, special uh, public train, uh, public speaking, training, uh, fitness, nutrition, uh, health are oh, all important parts of our program. The second myth that we always get is, oh, I love what you do with your kids. But we have athletes who are with us right up until the age of 75 and 80. We're providing sport wow. opportunities like croquet, like bowling, um, uh, bocce all non-contact sports so our athletes can stay in the program well into their 60s, 70s, and 80s. So it's, it's, a, it's a program that continues to grow, it con- continues to evolve, and again, it really centers on the needs of our athletes and their families. Yeah. And you know, one thing also that I really enjoy watching is the interplay between the Special Olympians and the volunteers that oh, come yeah. in. Because it, you know, it, when you talk Special Olympics Rhode Island, it's not just, you know, the games itself or each athletic contest, let's say, or each athletic game, but it's also seeing the Special Olympian relate with, uh, you know, someone that, that's a volunteer working with them. I mean, that's, that, that's remarkable. Yeah, you know, we, we had a board meeting this morning and I passed out a sheet and not too many board members realize that we have 6,000 volunteers. Wow. 6,000 volunteers who some way or another touch the lives of our athletes. Like you say, that interaction uh, on the athletic fields, off the athletic fields. Mm-hmm. We're a staff of 11. We can't possibly get everything done that we need to do without an amazing core of volunteers, 6,000 strong not getting paid. Some of our head coaches who are volunteers, mm-hmm. some of our head coaches within our, our, our independent teams, they put in 25, 30 hours a week, easy Jeez. in coaching in coaching their teams. 
our volunteers are clearly the backbone of this organization. Yeah, I can imagine because there's no way you can do it without the volunteers. No, you need impossible. Yeah. We yeah. host, believe it or not, sometimes people get, get amazed by the number. When you add up all of the races and all of the games uh, individually, we host over 1,200 athletic events a year. Jeez. That tells you how busy we really are as yeah. an organization. Our athletes are busy, families, volunteers, staff, board, corporate donors, mm -hmm. all of our donors come together um, to make sure our athletes have the opportunity, and that's the key word, the opportunity right. to excel on and off the athletic fields. Something, something to note, no athlete pays to participate in Special Olympics, thus the need there for corporate sponsors. That's right, and I think a lot of folks may not know that, and like you say, to corporate sponsors. And I guess I'm going to be a little bit selfish, but probably what I'd like to find out more from you, Dennis, is, uh, well, first of all, we are talking with Dennis DeJesus, who is the uh, CEO of Special Olympics Rhode Island, and he's also a pivotal person because it's through all the work that he represents for Special Olympics Rhode Island that ties in with the credit unions of Rhode Island, who are one of the major sponsors for, for your organization. Tell, tell us, Dennis, about the work of credit unions and how they help make so much of this possible. An amazing partnership. I, I, I can't categorize it any differently. Uh, an amazing group of people who recognize the needs of our athletes and their families and have rallied around them financially and also as volunteers. Um, just last year, the credit unions of Rhode Island, after years and years of fundraising and development, crossed the $1 million threshold. Gee. $1 million in support of the athletes of Special Olympics Rhode Island over the years. And what's amazing about this group, the Social Responsibility Committee that does the fundraising on behalf of the credit unions, they are always willing to raise the bar higher and higher and higher. So if they set a goal of, of 150,000, well next year they want to get to 160 or 170. Mm -hmm. They're always willing to go the extra mile to make sure our, our athletes have the resources and the, um, the resources mm -hmm. to achieve their goals as members of our, of our community. Mm -hmm. But the credit unions of Rhode Island are, are, are just an integral part of our success story. We're not, you know, we, we rely on volunteers, we rely on coaches, we rely on our staff. But if you don't have the resources, you can't Correct. put together an event like the at the University of Rhode Island, like the Summer mm -hmm. Games. And you know, and it goes even beyond that too, because in addition to you know the the funding that the credit unions of Rhode Island support you with, uh, it's also, I believe, to a lot of volunteer hours that they do. I know for when the uh, the Summer yeah. Games. Yeah, down at Summer do. Games on Fridays, we know they're going to be down there like 25, 30, 40 mm -hmm. strong. Uh, come down to URI and volunteer and help with our track and field events and. and uh, they're a staple. I know at Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning, we're going to have the credit unions there uh, to help run that venue. Uh, amazing group of people, amazing group of volunteers and, and uh, advocates. I think that's the word I, I need to really, you know, highlight. They are advocates for our athletes. You know, going to them, you know, 2018, we celebrated our 50th anniversary. And I went to the credit unions and I said, you know, in lieu of the fact that this is our 50th, would you agree to be a, a platinum sponsor? So in addition to the 160,000 they may raise, they came back with another 25,000 as platinum sponsors. So uh, the credit union's always there uh, for our athletes at least 20 to 25 years 
uh, of service with our organization and very, very proud of this partnership. Perfect. Dennis, where can our listeners go for more information about Special Olympics Rhode Island? Get right to that website, www.specialolympicsri.org. Beautiful. Dennis, thank you so much for being with us. And next up, we're going to go to HRCU Credit Union in Rochester, New Hampshire, where I recently interviewed the credit union CEO and the director of Make-A-Wish, New Hampshire. That's coming up after this break. You're listening to Credit Union Roundtable on the Better Values, Better Banking Media Network. This is the Credit Union Roundtable on the Better Values, Better Banking Media Network. Are you looking to buy a new car and need a loan or looking to refinance your home? You should look at credit unions. Credit unions offer lower rates than their competitors. They also offer fewer and lower fees on checking accounts and credit cards, plus higher yields on savings. Credit unions return their profits back to you, the members. Go to BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to find the credit union in your community and discover what better banking with credit unions is all about. Studies show financial abuse can increase hopelessness and risk for depression. Experts say being financially exploited can deeply undermine a person's ability to trust others. This leads victims to withdraw and become isolated, making them more vulnerable to re-victimization. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. You've heard the saying, you get what you pay for. But how do you feel when you deposit your hard-earned cash and don't receive the kind of value in return that your money represents? With credit unions, you'll always get what you pay for because you're more than a customer. You're a member owner. Maybe that's why credit unions are always rated number one in customer satisfaction. Credit unions deliver value, and that's why they will offer you a better banking experience. Better values, betterbanking.com. Definitions may vary, but elder financial abuse is generally considered financial exploitation. It involves stealing money or taking over assets without permission of a senior, age 60 or older. And it's usually perpetrated by a family member, caregiver, or another trusted person. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. If you're shopping around for the best deal, why settle for second best when you can have the very best? When it comes to banking, be sure to check out credit unions. Year after year, the American Customer Satisfaction Index ranks credit unions number one among all financial institutions for customer satisfaction. Maybe it's time to find out what you've been missing? Visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com and discover why credit unions can offer you a better banking experience. With 1 in 20 seniors indicating some form of perceived financial mistreatment in the recent past, elder financial abuse is vastly underreported. Cognitive impairment and the need for help with daily living make seniors more vulnerable. Studies show 90% of abusers are family members or trusted caregivers. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. Now, back to the Credit Union Roundtable with Walter Laskos. And welcome back to Credit Union Roundtable. I'm your host, Walt Laskos. 
in our final segment of today's show, uh, we're going to go up to New Hampshire. And you may hear some noise in the background, and that is because we're all gathered at HRCU Credit Union in Rochester uh, to talk with um, not only their CEO, Brian Hughes, but also Julie Barron, who represents the Make-A-Wish New Hampshire uh, organization throughout the state, and also Christy Methot, who works at HRCU as well. And we're going to look and focus on Make-A-Wish and credit union support and engagement for that. So I I welcome all you guys being being with me today on the program. Julie, Julie, let's start with you. Help the listeners get a a better understanding of what we mean by Make-A-Wish. What is the Make-A-Wish organization? Well, we grant wishes for children that are facing critical illnesses, um, giving them, you know, hope for the future, the strength to fight a really tough battle, sheer joy. But what we hope we're doing for them is giving them a transformational uh, experience when they're going through a really dark time. I mean, can, can give a give us a better understanding when you talk transformational experience. A child can wish for um, many, many different things, and in its each child's individual wish that we're, that we're trying to get to. So that experience, event, or thing that can be deeply felt by that child, one that gives them evident and overwhelming joy. Uh, And that's really what we're looking for. So it's individual to each child, and then we would circle in the entire family, and it has an amazing ripple effect uh, to the community as well that we pull in and get involved to all the wishes. And that's really how our partnership with the credit unions became um, you know, they have a, an amazing uh, mission of people helping people. And so we formed a far- partnership so many years ago. Uh, and together, um, the credit unions and the Make-A-Wish Foundation of New Hampshire have really been able to increase the number of wishes that we do every year um, to really provide that special something for that child that they need to get them through um, that really tough battle that they're facing, whatever it is. Well, you know, when, when you talk when you talk wishes, what might be an example of some of the wishes that, that some of the kids uh, come up with? I can imagine if some could be you know, routine, maybe some very bizarre. Uh, tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, everyone is always asking me, what's my favorite wish? And it's really kind of hard to tell. So my standard answer to that one is always the next one. But we've had some extraordinary wishes. We're just working on a wish in the office today for a young man. And his wish is to uh, actually give back. And his wish is that he would like to go in and have a complete makeover of the gym that he used, um, and the whole weight room, and to kind of give back. So we're going to have, you know, all the volunteers and Make-A-Wish supporters, and we've purchased all kinds of neat equipment, and we're really going to go in and give the entire weight room a huge makeover uh, in his honor. So there's Mm -hmm. going to be a big reveal for him uh, later on this year. Oh, one, one, wonderful. And, you know, I think what we have to look at, too, is a lot of that is made possible. You have a number of sponsors, but I know one of the primary sponsors of Make-A-Wish New Hampshire are the credit unions of New Hampshire. And um, Brian Hughes is the CEO 
uh, of HRCU it's, that's based in uh, Rochester, New Hampshire. He also chairs the uh, Social Responsibility Committee for Credit Unions in New Hampshire. And as part of that, speaks on behalf of all the credit unions and the support they give to Make-A-Wish. And Brian, I take it credit unions in New Hampshire have been doing this giving this kind of support now to Make-A-Wish for a number of years. Yeah, that's right, Walt. We've been at it for about 20 years now, supporting Make-A-Wish. And what's great is all the credit unions in New Hampshire, we're all uh, collaborating to do that. So uh, you know, we're, we're here on the seacoast of New Hampshire. We have credit unions um, you know, all over the state who we all work together. Uh, we, we formed the committee and so it's, it's just amazing. You get everyone together and they're just so excited to work with Make-A-Wish and Julie and her team and just to actually see a lot of these wishes uh, really you know, take place. Um, I've, I've experienced a couple myself and it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's just very heartwarming. It's mm-hmm. transformational to see that. And so, and everyone on the committee has been involved with wishes uh, for a number of years and, and they, they've seen it first firsthand. And so when we get together uh, on our committee, there's just a lot of excitement because uh, we know it takes money. Correct, correct, yep. So we we push ourselves to put a goal out there. That, well, well, but, uh, but before you yeah. even get there, though, tell us, because if I'm not mistaken, the credit unions of New Hampshire have already exceeded how much in, in donation support yeah. to Make-A-Wish over, yeah. over the years? Well, we're, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty staggering to think how much we've had, we've, well, how much we've, we've raised. We're really proud of it. So in the 20 years, we have, uh, we're at 2.9 million. Yeah, that's com- really commendable support. Yeah, 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 yeah thanks. It's been, uh, but it's uh, with the labor of love, I guess, you know, it's, I guess you could say that. If you're just joining us, um, my name is Walt Laskos. This is Credit Union Roundtable. We're talking with Brian Hughes, who's the CEO of HRCU Credit Union in Rochester, New Hampshire, and Julie Barron, who's the director for, um, I guess, the, the overall overseer, yeah. right, of Make-A-Wish New Hampshire. And we have Christy Methot with us, who's the AVP of Financial Services at HRCU. And Julie, when you look at that kind of support, what does that mean for Make-A-Wish New Hampshire? Well, it, it means an incredible amount to us because we've gone from doing, you know, maybe 30 wishes a year with the credit union support to a pace where uh, we'll probably do 95 wishes wow. this year. Uh, we're at a pace of a wish every four days. And, you know, without the credit unions as partners, you know, I really don't think we would be at this amazing place. And what they've done, too, is they've really inspired the community to be behind us uh, as well. Um, We still know that there are wishes waiting. We still know that there are more kids out there. But I feel more and more confident every year that someday we'll, and hopefully someday soon, we'll be at a place where, We're granting a wish for every eligible child because that's really our passion. That's our mission. That's um, really what makes our hearts sing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that child's wish is. You know, and I'm I'm remembering way back when when we had only granted 500 wishes in our history in New Hampshire, way back in the beginning, uh, the credit unions beside us uh, helped us build a castle made of stone for a young man. Remember, David? Remember, yeah, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a 1,000th wish, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that 1,000 or 500? 
I, I thought that was 500. Maybe well, that was 1,000. You're right. That was our 1,000 wish. I think it was, boy, you, you're losing yeah. track too. Huh? I know, I know. <laughs> which I is, which is great yeah, because but that, it, we're able to yeah. do so many. You're correct. But I and think that's it was exactly it. Yeah. Yes, lose track because you're doing yeah. so many right so now. Many, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's and, so many. And right. I remember, you know, everybody's first name and everybody's wish, but kind of where it was along the continuum is yeah. sometimes hard. But, you know, that's that amazing partnership that we've that we've been there you know, side by side for so many years. And I think we want to get into Christy here yeah. because now we have the upcoming fundraising season. Right. And Brian and Christy, tell us a little bit about what's planned among the credit unions of New Hampshire. Yeah, so we are excited about this time of year because it, what we do for our committee, we've done this for a number of years now, is, is we sell uh, lottery calendars. And we have a goal of selling 2,500. And it's... Um, not that credit unions are competitive, but we're competitive when it comes to calendars. <laughs> so we all want to sell the most. And Christy uh, has spearheaded that initiative with uh, HRCU for a number of years now. And uh, you, you talk about getting people energized to do something. Uh, she's the one, so uh, I'm, I'm happy Christy's here because yeah. I want her to tell you all about say, what we're doing. Yeah, Christy, what's the secret to success? Um, the secret to success is really the, the truth, what it's about. You know, we are selling these calendars to make wishes for these children. Um, and our members, our staff, they, they love it. They're into it. They can't wait for the calendars to go on sale. You can also win every day out of the year, 365 days, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. That's if you're really lucky. Yeah, if you're really <laughs> lucky. Um, but people come in and they ask for them because they know what their money is going towards. And it's just, it's so heartwarming. Mm -hmm. um, we have our Make-A-Wish kids that come in and, in February uh, to see us. And we get to see some of the wishes that we've granted. Um, they interact with our staff, our members, and it's just its just a great cause. Wonderful, wonderful. So tell me, the, the calendars are available here at HRCU? The calendars are available here at HRCU. Um, they're also available at the local credit unions in New Hampshire. Okay, so folks, anywhere, if you're in New Hampshire, you're listening, you definitely want to visit one of the credit unions uh, and pick up one of the calendars and, and help the good cause. You help can go, to, well, you go to, HR, go to HRCU.org, buy the calendar from us, so we get credit for it. Oh, okay. No. We, we could, you could do that. You could do that too. But that was Brian. There's a few credit unions. There's a few uh, credit union friends out there. I'd like I'm, to. Obviously, uh, the competition is there. No, no, we're not. <laughs> I like to think we set the tone. We sold 650 one year. Well, there you go. We got to break a thousand this year, right? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Anyway, thank you all for being with us today on our program, Credit Union Roundtable. We were just listening to Brian Hughes, the uh, president and CEO of HRCU, um, Julie Barron the director of Make-A-Wish New Hampshire, and Christy Methot, the AVP of Financial Services at HRCU. Before we sign off for today, I want to share news of a special initiative planned for Tuesday, December 3rd. One simple act of kindness can change the world. It's about something bigger than ourselves, and it all starts with you. Military service members, families, veterans, and in fact, all people are being challenged to engage with their communities and complete one million acts of kindness on Giving Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. Join the movement and do a good deed on December 3rd. And while you're at it, remember to share news of your good deed on Twitter or Facebook. Use the hashtag GivingTuesdayMilitary. 
to harness the power of social media and collaboration. For more information, visit givingmilitarytuesday.com. And for everyone at Credit Union Roundtable and all the credit unions of Delaware, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island, I'm Walt Laskos. Thanks for joining us, and have a happy Thanksgiving. This concludes the Credit Union Roundtable on the Better Values, Better Banking Media Network. For more information about local credit unions in your state, visit bettervaluesbetterbanking.com. That's bettervaluesbetterbanking.com. If you're shopping around for the best deal, why settle for second best when you can have the very best? When it comes to banking, be sure to check out credit unions. Year after year, the American Customer Satisfaction Index ranks credit unions number one among all financial institutions for customer satisfaction. Maybe it's time to find out what you've been missing. Visit BetterValuesBetterBanking.com and discover why credit unions can offer you a better banking experience. The number and complexity of reports involving elder financial abuse has grown significantly during the past decade. One in nine seniors reported being abused, neglected, or exploited in the past 12 months. Only one in 44 cases of financial abuse is ever reported. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit bettervaluesbetterbanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. Do you know what a credit union is? Credit unions are simply another way to do your banking, but credit unions offer some big differences. Credit unions are financial co-ops governed by business practices and values that are much different from other financial institutions. Did you also know credit unions return their profits back to you, the members? For those doing their banking at a credit union, that makes a big difference. Visit bettervaluesbetterbanking.com and discover why credit unions can offer you a better banking experience. Are you looking to buy a new car and need a loan or maybe looking to refinance your home? You should look at credit unions. Credit unions offer lower rates than their competitors. They also offer fewer and lower fees on checking accounts and credit cards, plus higher yields on savings. Credit unions return their profits back to you, the members. Go to bettervaluesbetterbanking.com to find the credit union in your community and discover what better banking with credit unions is all about. Almost one in 10 financial abuse victims will turn to Medicaid as a direct result of their own monies being stolen from them. Abused seniors are three times more likely to die. Elder abuse victims are four times more likely to go into a nursing home. Join with credit unions in your state in our effort to combat elder financial abuse. Elder financial abuse is a serious problem, so we invite you to visit bettervaluesbetterbanking.com to learn about CU Senior Safeguard. You've heard the saying, you get what you pay for. But how do you feel when you deposit your hard-earned cash and don't receive the kind of value in return that your money represents? With credit unions, you'll always get what you pay for because you're more than a customer. You're a member owner. Maybe that's why credit unions are always rated number one in customer satisfaction. Credit unions deliver value and that's why they will offer you a better banking experience. BetterValuesBetterBanking.com